This is Sex Life and Toilet Paper, episode number 63, coming to you live from the dark hole at the 5619. We are under an Arctic plunge, blizzards, snowfall, pulling bumpers off of cars, and I've got Avatar on my mind. You know, back in 2009, I went to the theater to watch Avatar, and uh, I was literally uh, blown away. Uh, the 3D, I had a spaceship flying over my head. Uh, there was rain pellets hitting my legs the whole time. Every time it rained on screen, little fireflies flying around over my popcorn. It was amazing. Never seen anything like it. And I left the theater, and I remember thinking uh, this is one of the coolest movies I've ever seen. And I went that way for a good four or five years, and then I'm uh, minding my own business, because that's what I do, and uh, I happened to see it come streaming on television at home, so I went to watch it, and uh, literally I could hardly make it through the movie. And the first hour of Sam Worthington's character, I wanted to reach through the screen and punch him. I was like, how in the world did I think this was such a great movie in the theater? And then I can hardly watch it on my TV screen at home. Uh, the language that they were speaking was stupid. I didn't think it was a very well written screenplay. Uh, the story was okay. Uh, but I was torn because I remember watching it in the theater, just amazed. And then I watched it at home and I was like, this is just one big shit puddle. So, of course, the last 11 years, uh, James Cameron's been making a new one called Avatar The Way of Water. And I've been seeing these commercials forever. And I was thinking to myself, oh, after watching that at home, I don't think I want to go to the theater. I just don't think I need any more Avatar in my life. But as the days went by and the advertising kept pummeling me, started watching all these interviews. Then the reviews came in. Avatar The Way of Water. Amazing. Must see. Needs to make $2 billion to break even. Oh, this has got to be good. And, of course, I got swept up in the publicity. And next thing you know, I'm ordering uh, my $28 tickets online to go watch it in the movie theater the day after it opens. And so, 10 a.m., me and BK are sitting in our reclining chairs in Northtown, Spokane, Washington. Got the big popcorn and the soda pop. Getting ready to watch Avatar. Uh, three hours and 25 minutes later, I'm walking to the car, and of course, you know, you talk about it. You're like, hey, how'd you like the movie? 
And Brenda BK's like, oh my gosh, it was amazing. And watching the animals, it was just like my dreams, swimming in the water and the animals. And I thought to myself, uh, the Pandora has native people there called Navi. And they're all running around naked. All they got is these little loincloths on. And they're all just running around naked. And all of the Navi women have no boobs. They have boobs, but small boobs. Which, of course, big boob, small boob, there is no bad boob. But my first impression was, where are all the Navi ladies with the big knockers? I mean, they're all standing around naked. They could have a couple of them with a little bigger bigger set, you know, a little double D going on there in the Pandora. Also, there was a couple times watching it, I was like, oh, this is more like a video game. Like, they just didn't get over that hump of being real. It was more of a video game looking humanoid people. So I don't know. I'm torn. I'm glad I went to the theater to watch it. I'm not sure if I would watch it at home from the last time I watched it at home after I watched it in the theater. But I will give it a thumbs up to go see it in the theater because the visuals, some of it was pretty stunning. Very colorful. But uh, I guess I was just a little upset because none of the Navis were working around with big knockers. Let's go to three words. So I was reading on my news feed, uh, if you go into a diner and you say Adam and Eve, I'll have an Adam and Eve, please. That means you want two eggs. And if you say, I'll have an Adam and Eve and toast, or I'll have an Adam and Eve and I'll have an Adam and Eve on a raft. That means two eggs and toast. And then of course you can do, oh, I'll have two I'll have an Adam and Eve on a log. That means two eggs and sausage. So I'm thinking to myself, is this worldwide? Can you go into any diner? They all have menus. Any diner's gonna know if you say Adam and Eve that it means two eggs. What happens to the waitress that uh, her second day and I walk in there, yo, give me uh, Adam and Eve. They'll look at me like, what are you talking about? Say, you know, two eggs. Why don't you just say two eggs? Why you got to say Adam and Eve? Well, I'll have uh, Adam and Eve in, on a raft. Well, what the hell does that mean? You know, two eggs and toast. Why the hell didn't you just say two eggs and toast? It's my second day. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Why do we got to say Adam and Eve? I feel like that's more letters than just two eggs. Why don't you just say two eggs? I mean, we're all looking for uh, doing less is more. Two eggs is easier than Adam and Eve because now you got to explain Adam and Eve. So it doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. Speaking of Adam and Eve, there was a nun that died, and she goes up to the pearly gates, St. Peter's standing there. 
And he says, uh, oh, you've had a good life, uh, but I do have to ask you one question that you need to get answered right before I let you into uh, heaven. And she says, okay, let's uh, give it a shot. And so St. Peter looks at the nun and he says, okay, what's the first words that Eve said to Adam when she seen him naked? And the nun thought for a second, she goes, boy, this is a hard one. And St. Peter looks at her and says, welcome to heaven. You made it. This is a hard one. Why the hell aren't we just saying two eggs and toast? So then you're sitting at the diner eating, and the person next to you is eating like a pig, shoveling it in, slopping it all over the mouth. Nom, 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 nom. That is called a bibbler. What they are doing is bibbling. So that's our second word, bibble. Don't be a bibbler. You don't have to eat like a pig. You're bibbling. Stop it. All right, we'll be back in a moment. Hey, everybody. Wednesday nights at Zeke's Pizza, we play bingo 6 to 8 every Wednesday night, 6 to 8, on Hamilton and Cinto in Spokane, Washington. Come to Zeke's Pizza, Northwest's best pizza, and play bingo. Free prizes every Wednesday, 6 to 8 o'clock. We call bingo and give away free prizes while you enjoy your pizza and beer at Zeke's Pizza. Okay, so three words. First word, Adam and Eve. I don't know if it's true. I'd like to know. I don't know why they got to make it so difficult. They should just say two eggs and toast. Ooh, I'll have Adam and Eve on a raft. Ooh, wreck, wreck Adam and Eve. That means two scrambled eggs. It just why why are we using code words to order eggs? I don't get it. And then bibble is a real word. That means you eat like a pig. Close your mouth. Stop chewing like a pig. You're bibbling. All right, it's time for King's Corner. I believe when we last left King's Corner, Alexa, the King's Death Punch killed Ashtar, the kingdom's financial manager, in the king's spa while the king was having a soak in the king's spa. And Ashtar came in to tell the king there was no more gold in the kingdom. The king got frustrated, was telling Alexa to kill the bubbles, and instead... Alexa, before the king could finish his sentence, jumped up and killed Ashtar with her knives and left him bleeding on the floor. Whereas the king and her looked around and there was no one else there, so they split. So this now is the next scene in the king's corner. The king and Alexa go from the king's bath to the king's bedroom and leave Astor bleeding and dead on the floor in the king's spa. The king's bedroom 
has a beautiful, lush California king-size bed and full buffet set up across the back of the room. The king has placed, the king has been pacing back and forth for over an hour, thinking about the incident that occurred earlier that morning in the spa chamber where Alexa, the king's death punch, killed Ashtar, his kingdom treasure. A knock comes upon the door, and the king flinches in surprise. Who is it? It is I, Peter, Ashtar's assistant, my lord. I need to speak to you, my mighty king. The king is not here. Go away. Peter starts to laugh. <laughs> oh, ho, ho. <laughs> oh, my liege is always so hysterical. Oh, do not make me laugh, my king, as my belly is starting to hurt. All right, all right. Come in, little pee-pee. Come in, let yourself into the king's room. The door opens and Peter walks in. The king walks over to Peter as Alexa, the king's death punch, stands just a few feet from the king and moves her eyes back and forth, watching everything in the room. My holiness, I cannot find Ashtar anywhere this morning. I am fraught that something has happened to him. The king waves his arms in dismissal of what Peter has said and walks towards the buffet. Ah, rubbish! I'm sure he is just out sticking his noodle in one of the court's maids. Probably getting a real nice pipe cleaning, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, my liege. It is not like Ashtar to miss a financial meeting. He has never been late to a financial meeting in 11 years. It seems he has gone missing. Alexa, the king's death punch, continues to stay close to the king, moving her eyes back and forth. The king moves towards the buffet and tries to change the subject. Come here, little pee-pee, and fill your stomach with some wonderful lunch meats. I have the bread baked fresh every morning by the king's bakery. They deliver it fresh and still steaming hot. It is scrumplish delicious and will make a wonderful sandwich with all of our lunch meats that we have. Come here, little pee-pee. Come here and make yourself a sandwich. The king lays out two giant pieces of bread and starts to make a sandwich for him and Alexa. I'm sorry, Your Excellency. I have no appetite at the moment. I am fraught that something has happened to Ashtar. The king looks at Peter once again annoyed and continues to place loads of fresh lunch meat on his newly baked piece of bread for him and Alexa to enjoy a delicious sandwich of lunch meats. Oh, pish posh, little pee-pee. I tell you, Astud is just swinging his willy with some young hussy. 
<laughs> now go over there and slice up some of those giant ripened tomatoes for our sandwiches. And we shall feast on delicious giant sandwiches with wonderful lunch meat and sliced tomatoes. I am sorry, my king. I just have no appetite whatsoever for a sandwich. I am so worried about Ashtar. The king starts to get really frustrated. What, little pee-pee? You will not slice tomatoes for your king's giant sandwich and Alexa's giant sandwich? Is that what you're telling your mighty king? Is that what you're saying to me, little pee-pee? You will not slice tomatoes and eat wonderful sandwiches with your king? The king then looks at Alexa and says, Alexa, slice. Just then, within a fraction of a second, Alexa leaps into the air with daggers in hand and lays 12 slices on Peter as he crumbles to the ground. The king's face is in shock, and he continues yelling, Alexa, no, tomatoes. I was saying slice the tomatoes, Alexa, not slice little pee-pee. What have you done? You have killed little pee-pee. Little pee-pee is dead, bleeding on my floor, Alexa. Why did you kill him? I was yelling, slice the tomatoes, not slice pee-pee. Alexa stands silent and moves her eyes back and forth as she hides her blades into her garment. The king thinks for a moment. Hmm, Alexa, we must finish making our giant sandwiches with this wonderful lunch meat and tomatoes, and then we must leave the king's room at once. Do you understand, Alexa? We will finish making our sandwiches, and then we will go to the bell tower and enjoy our lunch. Peter lays dead and bleeding on the king's chamber. As the king and Alexa exits the room with giant sandwiches in one hand and a nice soda pop in the other. This ends scene two of The King's Corner. All right, this has been Sex, Life, and Toilet Paper. I appreciate everyone listening. If you need to get a hold of Sex Life of Toilet Paper, please give us an email at jake001245 at aol.com. Go ahead and ask any questions you want, and we will get you an answer, maybe even read it on the podcast. This is Mark Kelly. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week on Sex Life and... Toilet paper. <laughs>